Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Christian Thought podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Hey, thanks for listening in. This is Robert. Hey, I'm Zach. Join us for each episode as we apply the gospel to dive into the inner workings of the Christian faith. Are you agnostic or atheist and want to understand Christianity better? Want to learn more about Jesus? Discuss the differences between the modern and early churches? or maybe explore some of the Bible's most interesting characters, then we hope you'll join us in Achieving Christian Thought. Okay, uh, we just want to welcome everybody who's listening to this. Um, You're listening in on our very first episode of the podcast. And to give everyone an idea of our vision for the show, what we really want to do is lay out what C.S. Lewis called Mere Christianity, and that's actually the title of a book if anyone hasn't read it and is interested in going and checking it out. But what he meant by that and what we mean by that, too, is we wanted to just cling to the basics and essentials of the faith. We want to avoid some usual pitfalls that the Christian community falls into, politics or demeaning other denominations, being unnecessarily nasty towards others or even towards people of other faiths. And so what we want to do is avoiding all of those things. We want to get to the heart of the faith and talk about the existence of God, the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, talk about church life and culture in a way that is going to be applicable to Christians from all parts of our community around the world, and just focus on the essentials as we just have an important and essential conversation about these things. Yeah, um, I think just kind of considering all this, a lot of times uh, people say, you know, what's so good about Christianity? What's so great about Christianity? And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you hear uh, what society says, you know, and it can put a bad taste in our mouths, you know, so to speak, and it doesn't necessarily represent us properly. And so our hope, our desire, our... uh, want, if you will, is to share the love of God, help make sense of some of the things that might be a little strange to people who, you know, just walked up and, you know, saw a church for the first time, never been in to, uh, to a church, never talked to anybody who about what Christianity is. And our goal is really just to help equip those people with the information that way they can make a proper educated decision. Yes, exactly. And we would say that for anybody who maybe have had a bad experience with church, either when they were younger or had a, had a negative interaction, or maybe you're on the fence um, about going to church, or maybe you have questions, but you don't know where to begin, or maybe, you know, you want to get more plugged into your own church or more plugged into the community um, and the faith, we hope this podcast will um, serve as like a stepping stone for that. So, Absolutely. Perfect. So um, I guess I'll get started. Uh, my name is Zach, and um, I have uh, been a Christian a little over, I guess about 16, 17 years, somewhere in that time frame. Uh, give or take a year or two. <laughs> um, but um, I actually came to faith uh, at 23. And um, it was 
before that I was involved in witchcraft and and uh, even before that it was atheism uh, as a kind of like a young middle schooler and, uh, and then you know graduated into uh, paganism and then <laughs> yeah I know graduated into it yeah right uh, and um, you know I, I, I remember being in my early 20s and just you know having this despair in my heart like what is life about you know um thank god there was a time that um i was considering suicide so i'm I'm thankful i'm so thankful that i did not you know uh go through with it i didn't have the uh courage i guess you could say to go through with it um it's one of those things i guess you could say i'm glad to be a coward when it comes to something like that um and then god just opened up a door with these uh young men and uh, uh, a, a pastor uh excuse me a young man and uh, his father and some other christians that just came into my life at the god ordained time and uh and although you know i still uh, had questions i still struggled with what christianity was they kind of lived it out for me. They kind of showed me some things. Uh, there were some preconceived notions on my end, you know, because society tells us what Christianity is, but it's not actually properly represented. So they helped live it out for me, so to speak. And um, at 23, at a non-denominational Christian worship service, gave my life to the Lord. You know, what that means you can go into further detail, um, but that that's the starting point for me and then shortly after my conversion to christianity my mom had an accident she was pouring gas on a fire flame traced back and blew up and it burned 40 percent of her body and she lived for two weeks and then she passed away and then my dad four months to the day he passed away and uh really it just you know, people say that Christianity is easy and, you know, life doesn't, you know, bad things don't happen, but of course it does. And thank God I had uh, men in my life that showed me what true Christianity was and helped me walk through that valley um, and helped me get through those dark times. And moving forward, you know, I love the Lord. And um, Robert? Hey, everyone. My name is Robert. And I came to the faith when I was 15 years old. I grew up in um, a family that was familiar with the Bible and with Jesus and the church. But growing up, I actually started to have a lot of questions right around the time I turned 10 or 11, when you're at the age to really start abstract thinking for yourself. And so what happened was I actually went through a, an agnostic phase I was learning all these different worldviews out in the world, and it confused me to the point where I didn't really know what to believe, if we could believe anything at all. And it was not until my high school years that I actually came in contact with some Christian people um, at a church. We grew up disconnected to a church. My own grandfather was a minister when I was very, very young. Uh, he was the first one to witness to me personally. And what's wild is his mother um, was a pr practically um, a satanic witch who disowned him for becoming a believer when he was young. And so when I came along, he was very, very 
adamant about sharing the faith with me, but I was at such a young age that I could barely understand many of the things he was talking about. So out of guilt, uh, my mom, his daughter, didn't really want to go to another church because she felt like he would, she would be stabbing him in the back since he was no longer able to pastor himself. And so for years, until a church in my high school freshman year actually invited us to start coming, and you know that old, old um, joke, uh, well, if you're not familiar with the Christian community, you, you haven't heard it. So, but some Christians have heard it. They, people say, I had a drug problem. My parents drugged me to church. Ha ha. Mine was the opposite. I was the one who actually dragged the rest of my family there simply because I was so hungry at this point to understand something. And so it took me about a year of just listening, asking questions, making relationships, friendships with the people. I actually remember sitting in a high school youth Sunday school class one morning and having that eureka moment where I had actually realized for the first time that the word Christian had Christ in it. Therefore, a Christian was someone who believes in Christ. And I remember thinking, wow, that's insane. Looking back, it's kind of a well, duh. But I mean, growing up, I actually thought there were just two kinds of people, atheists and Christians. It, it was that black and white to me as a child. You either believed in God, just the, the generic idea of him, or you didn't. And so my thinking got more specific, and that's when I finally got my hands on apologetics literature. And for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard that term, apologetics, it's about trying to come to terms with the doubt that anybody would feel uh, hear about the faith. And just um, uh, trying to bridge that gap between faith and reason. And so, of course, none of us can really prove God in a strict scientific sense. You can't put him in a lab and perform experiments until you've measured God in a tube. But if you connect the dots through evidence, our minds are programmed to go to the most reasonable conclusion. And after reading, uh, I read a bunch of things, but one book will always stand out to me. I read it during the summer between my freshman and sophomore years. It's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek and Norman Geisler. And from cover to cover, he, they actually go through from the ground up. If you don't even believe in the objective reality of truth, this will actually help you to get to that point before he goes any further. And what really got me was I came to the resurrection of Jesus and that's another discussion for another day, but I looked at the evidence for this and I thought, wow, it is so reasonable to believe that Jesus somehow physically rose from the dead because it's the only thing that really explains all of the mysterious phenomenon that surrounded this event at that part of the world at that time. And so it kind of sealed the deal for me. And after that, I soon actually recommended my heart to Christ. Um, I felt called into Christian ministry as of now, I am an associate pastor at a local church, and so um, I've been pursuing theological education. It's given me a love of reading. I just love to, you know, turn over every rock that I can, and I just hope and pray that God will continue to use that as he has through the last few years. So thank you, Robert and Zach, for sharing, and uh, hello, everyone. My name is Brian, and... I've been a Christian since a very young age. Uh, my parents were very religious and they uh, would always go to church and they insisted on my sister and I going to church um, every Sunday. 
I remember that I really loved it. Um, Sunday school, uh, at least the Sunday school at our church, was very, very kid-friendly. And, and our kids section, um, you know, lots of arts and crafts and play. And they would slowly start introducing you to, to the concept of, of God and Jesus. And and so, you know, kind of uh, when, you're, when you're that young, you know, you don't kind of grasp a lot of those... Um, a lot of those concepts but uh yeah it was it was always it was always sunday we, we would go to church sunday school then then the sermon um directly after and when i was maybe 10 or 11 i think that's when i made the decision to become a christian uh, i uh we had a pretty big uh, a youth group and a kids group uh at my church growing up and I saw a lot of other kids, um, a little bit older, um, uh, becoming Christians, and I knew the importance of it. And I, I, I kind of felt in my heart that I needed to become a Christian. Still, when you're about ten or eleven or so, uh, Robert, I think you alluded to this uh, when you were talking. Um, around that time, you're you're just starting to grasp uh, kind of some of those existential, you know, thoughts, and 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 you're 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 starting to have kind of those more more complex uh, thought patterns. And I I knew that I needed to become a Christian didn't know exactly why uh, I think that was the big ticket and there's nothing wrong with becoming a Christian when you're uh, a kid you know as long as you're uh, old enough to understand the implication of it but I think when you're when you're that young you you don't fully grasp exactly what it means and uh, that was kind of my boat is 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 I knew I need to become a Christian I, I didn't quite know why uh, but yeah, I, 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 I made the decision to give my life to Christ, and I was baptized uh, at my church. And then, um, kind of growing up, once I started getting into high school, and, and, and I started to mature kind of in my thought processes, and you know how in high school you start to develop kind of that worldview that you, that you have, um, and kind of laying the foundations for kind of who you're going to, to mature into. Uh, I started noticing a bunch of problems within my church. Um, I started noticing that it kind of seemed a little clicky. Um, there was a little bit of infighting among the congregation. So one example I have of that is I remember there was a there was a select group of donors in our congregation. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with donating to a church. Uh, that's the way churches survive, and that is a very important thing to do. However, we had some pretty big donors who felt that because they were donating these vast sums of money on a regular basis, they should have a say in kind of how the church was run. And they kind of felt that they were the de facto leaders. Um, and kind of depending on you know, what um, what knowledge you have about churches, you know, obviously the congregation will um, elect on a pastor, and especially kind of your more traditional um, Southern Baptist churches. Uh, churches would sometimes you know elect deacons, and and a lot of those positions in the church were kind of. Um, um, 
assumed upon by by the the congregation and so the these group of donors they kind of felt that they were the de facto uh uh leaders of the church just because of their wealth and their donation and that uh that caused a lot of tension and i remember thinking that's not right like you should you should want to give and you should want to donate to a church uh, you know to to help the church and to help the community not to have kind of like a, a ruling stake um in the church and just you know that's one example there was some other problems that i noticed but uh just some of those issues just kind of soured me on on church and so when i got into college uh i kind of quit going to church altogether um, I got wrapped up in my studies, wrapped up with friends, uh, wrapped up kind of in, in college life, and I kind of just dropped out of church completely. And that uh, unfortunately carried on through most of my adult years um, up, up until now. Uh, I really wasn't part of the church at all. And I wouldn't even say that I was a practicing Christian. Um, my prayer life uh, tanked. I never even really touched the bible um is is very sad but that was just kind of the that was just kind of my reality at the time and then about uh three years ago uh i met my wife um or who who is now my wife and uh she was a devout christian and she uh was insistent on going to church uh every sunday and I kind of felt in my heart that I needed to get back into church, that that was important. And I was like, well, you know, this is as, this is as good of a, a sign as any. So I started going back to church and that's where I kind of rediscovered my faith. Uh, it was it was very emotional, very impactful. Uh, the church we go to now was more of the contemporary type church, more contemporary Christian music, uh, contemporary format. And it really resonated with me. And uh, it really kind of reignited that spark within me to start to grow again and start to repair my relationship with God and Christ. And it's been a super rewarding experience. And that's one thing that I would tell any of you listening is not every church is going to be right for you. Um, It's when you're looking for a church you kind of have to shop around to find one that that you connect with that you vibe with and you know different churches are for different people and so that's very important to understand and i know i'm especially grateful to you zach and you robert um i think a good thing about this podcast for me and especially uh for those of you listening is this just kind of shows you the the different journeys that people can be on. Uh, I think there's a lot of preconceived notions out there that, you know, once you become a Christian or, or what Christians think is that once you become a Christian, your life is suddenly better and you think that your life is perfect and that you have all the answers and you have everything figured out. And, and that's just not true. So uh, with the three of us, especially talking to you, is you've got myself who, you know, I was a Christian growing up, kind of fell away from the faith, and I'm just kind of rediscovering, you know, what it means to be a Christian and kind of, of 
uh, trying to, to learn and grow. Uh, then you have Zach, uh, you teach uh, a small group in church, uh, you have seminary training, you've got a lot more experience uh, uh, kind of in that. And then we have Robert, who is a, you know, a, a fully fledged, um, a fully trained pastor. And I'm not saying there are different levels of Christian. It's more of Christians are at different points on their walk. And not everybody's destined to be a pastor. Uh, Robert, I know I couldn't do what you do. Um, that's just kind of not in the cards for me. Um, Zach, I know I couldn't do what you do. Um, but one thing that I, I like about this podcast is it uh, hopefully will show people um, uh, listening that it doesn't really matter um, kind of where you are in, in your journey, uh, in your faith. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong process. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. Um, and, uh, you, you have to put work into it. You have to, you have to grow that relationship because your relationship with Christ is just like any relationship that you have around you with your friends, your family, uh, there's going to be bumps in the road. You have to work to maintain that relationship. And Christianity is no different. But I am truly excited um, uh, to start this journey of this podcast. And and I know that uh, me personally, I'm going to learn a lot uh, from you, Robert, and, and you, Zach, and to the listeners out there who may still be on the fence about Christianity, joining a church, maybe agnostic or even atheist. Um, I hope that uh, we can at least convey true Christianity and the, the true message of the gospel and, and what that truly means and, and kind of boil away some of that um some of the stigma around Christianity and some of the false narratives and the um, kind of some of the bad apples within Christianity that make all the headlines. That's, that's awesome. We appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. I mean, me and me and Robert, we'd go back to his high school days. I mean, <laughs> you know, he was talking about coming to church. We were at the same church um, and uh, seeing him for the first time. He, approached me about going to a local uh local uh, uh local uh, christian uh education school and uh i was like because i was in the middle of going there and i was like yeah man it's, it's great it'll change your life change your perspective and uh that, that was a little shy awkward robert in high school and <laughs> graduated and, and we've been you know hanging out since that was 2010 yeah, 2010, and just watching, you know, uh, he's been talking about seeing me grow, t watching him grow in his faith and his understanding, just, you know, his sanctification, if we want to get theological. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, in talking about this podcast, um, I guess we wanted to address, um, for you guys listening, like what we want to do and what we don't want to do. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, um, Zach and Robert, but I don't necessarily want us to preach at you. Um, we don't want to tell you how to live your lives. 
Um, we aren't going to try to change your heart um, because there's only one person who can change um, your heart, and that's God. We want to use this podcast basically as, you know, we're going to have a discussion um, but between us, and we're going to reference uh, the scripture, uh, reference um, different resources that are out there, and we're going to basically talk about how to apply the scripture and apply gospel to our lives and kind of what that means to us. And through that process, we hope that you'll join us and uh, hopefully we, we can help change your mind. But we're not going to preach at you. We're not going to, we're not a life advice um, podcast. Um, although the Bible really is the only life advice uh, really anybody needs. Um, but kind of, it, kind of what, what are your guys' feelings on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times, you know, we, you, you have the, the horror stories of, of um, Christians coming around and, you know, whether they've got a sign post or, or screaming through a horn or something like that. There's so much more to Christianity than just the fear of hell. For us, we, we do believe hell exists, and that's a, another topic. But the fact of the matter is that God loves us. He loves us so much. He gave his only son for us so that we don't have to experience that. And my desire, my heart, is... If I, if I say nothing else that makes sense is that we love God and we uh, just want we invite you to be a part of that. And I think that if we approach it from the right perspective, that even if we agree to disagree on that fundamental issue of Christianity, you at least have a better understanding of what Christianity is and also what it's not way when you see someone you know just say it acting a fool you know that that's not really the whole picture and that's our hope our desire is for you to get the whole picture and us not focusing on secondary issues all while those are important discussions to be had that's not our focus that's not our main objective our main objective is to tell you what Christianity is, to show it, to live it, and see what comes from that. Yep. Um, to back up what Zach's been saying, uh, for those out there listening, um, what we want to do is really live up to the name of this show, which is Gospel Talk. And a lot of times when you grow up, especially if you grow up in a certain part of the country, you get this idea that gospel is just a genre of music with a twangy vibe on staticky radio in the Deep South. But... <laughs> Gospel is a Greek word that means good news. This is good news for the whole world, regardless of where you're from, what your color is, your language is, your culture. If you are human, it's good news for you. You are loved. You've been, uh, someone has spent his life to reclaim you. And it's been lost a lot of times. Like we were talking about, we will not preach at you. The act of preaching in a church, and this is coming from the one in the group who's a full-fledged pastor, as Brian said, preaching is specifically geared towards people who are 
already committed believers. They're gathered for worship, and we want to invite people from all over the spectrum to listen to this. People who may despise Christianity because of the, the image that they have of it in their minds. People on the opposite end who are fully committed. And so when saying we will not preach at you, it means we will not get on some self-righteous high horse trying to browbeat some biblical principles into people's minds. Rather, it's an invitation to consider the claim that God put on flesh. And that's been lost for many different reasons in America, either due to politics or to church cultures. It's either been lost in a conversation or even with understanding with people. If, if uh, some of you out there have met people who have the claim of Christian, and they did something to disconnect their lives from what they were claiming. Either they did something very hurtful to you, or they did something very, very nasty uh, to make themselves come across as the villain in a soap opera. And you just don't want anything to do with that kind of person. We want to break through all of that and just get to the claim itself. And if any of you are uncomfortable with it, unsure about it, we want you to know that this is a genuine, uh, an intellectually safe place to consider those things. None of us are going to fly off the handle if anyone disagrees or has a negative opinion about Christianity at the moment. I think that's really important. That's that's a really important distinction. Is if anybody out there meets a so-called Christian who says. I've got life figured out, or once you become a Christian, that kind of fixes everything in life. Um, being a Christian doesn't mean that you no longer sin, or it doesn't mean that you no longer make mistakes, or that you are somehow elevated above anybody else. Um, so anybody you hear basically saying that, um, definitely run away from, or gently try to wreck them back to the Bible. Um, Christians are human, just like everybody else. We falter, we make mistakes, we, we mess up in life, and we don't have all the answers. Uh, we're figuring out life same as everybody else, and we just have a different outlook. Faith and and faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit gives us a different way of hoping things go bad and it gives us a, a well of joy to draw from when when things go well and when things go bad but um, bad things continue to happen to everybody uh, Christian or not and um, you know, becoming Christian doesn't magically, radically transform your life and and fix all of your problems. It's 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 a it's a learning journey that takes a lifetime, and it takes commitment, and it takes, I mean, it take it it takes faith too. Um, and I think if you've had interactions with Christians who are very in your face and very confrontational you know I'm, I'm sorry you've had that experience but the word of god the the gospel it has to come from us um back in the biblical days when god would speak 
directly to people and through the use of prophets. Now, in, in this day and age, um, post-Christ, um, gospel is shared from person to person. That is how we share this. And if we as Christians honestly believe in eternal life and eternal salvation, what does that say about us if we want to keep that secret or keep that just within the church? We want to share that with everybody because that is a, that's the ultimate gift from God that is for every single human on the planet. Um, and so if Christians sometimes seem a little overbearing or seem a little bit too, I guess, zealous in, in their messaging, I think for true Christians, it comes from a place of, of good intent, really, of we honestly want to share with everybody because it is a gift for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that you know we have the the desire and we have the the want and sometimes that passion and that zeal like you said can come off in the wrong way i know i know there's been times in my walk where i've shared i've i've put my foot in my mouth and chewed vigorously until you know <laughs> i said something that I really had no right to say or, you know, whatever, you know, I've, I've made mistakes and I think owning it and admitting to it and willing to learn from those mistakes marks a difference between someone maybe who might take that uh, zeal and just hit you over the head with it until you <laughs> accept it. And instead of having that mark of humility saying, Hey, you know, I've messed up. I have said some stuff that I mean, like some in some ways it kind of like haunts you, but at the same time it's like, how can I do better? How can I be better? How can I represent my Savior better? You know, how can I love God more, and how can I love people more if I'm acting like this or if I'm upset the circumstances and and I, I say something I shouldn't say and like oh my gosh I can't believe I said that, you know. And just that, you know, need for repentance. I mean, that's another thing for Christianity, for Christians. We are jacked up people. The difference is we love Jesus and we strive to uh, represent him properly. And, and we don't always do that, especially if you get caught in traffic. Oh, my goodness. If you're caught in traffic look out because um that that or you know trying to update your phone and you forgot your password tell you what you will lose your mind <laughs> at least i do maybe not everybody does maybe you know some people don't but you know terrible with electronics sometimes i just want to take it and go outside and say i'm done with electronics and go live off in the woods and then you're like oh wait i just threw my phone and you go run scamper and go get it and like oh my gosh my phone my phone my phone know <laughs> yeah, that's one of the uh the great gifts of uh i say gifts sarcastically of uh the fallen human condition 
anyone out there, you know, we believe that all humans are all humans are fallen in sin. And I mean, as, talking about what Zach is talking about, you know, as a believer, just you know, you find yourself responding, and not. And I'm talking about myself, non-biblical ways to very petty problems. Like I'm quoting Old Testament prophets calling out wrath and hellfire, and I take a step back, and all I'm trying to do is open a pack of peanuts with my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's the lives we live. Um, to throw. A little bit of scripture in here, uh, not to go on some big presentation, but I'm just thinking about a story that Jesus told. When Jesus was on earth preaching, he loved to tell little stories. And there's a very brief one he tells about a religious leader of the Jewish synagogue of his day and a tax collector who was very hated by the common people. Um, It's a long story, but tax collectors were considered traitors. And so this religious leader, this Pharisee, the good guy, he prays and says, God, thank you that I'm not like that guy over there. Thank you that I have it all together, that all my education was to soak up your word. Thank you that all my education was to become one of the great spiritual elites of the day. And then the tax collector on the other side of the church or synagogue for for them was, he says and just prays, God, please forgive me. I've been a traitor. I've been a sinner. I've been reckless in the way I've treated my people and my family for the sake of gaining money. And Jesus actually ended the story with the punchline that the person who actually left the synagogue that morning justified, that means in better standing with God, was the tax collector because he was able to see his own sin. And the, the, the religious leader was blind to his own sin because he wanted to pat himself on the back. And so for any believer who is willing to take their faith as a cushion to wrap it around themselves, kind of a a spiritual airbag, if you will. Anything that hits them, they're able to just puff puff it out, say, oh, my faith is protecting me. I'm the good guy in this story because I'm a church-going, law-abiding citizen. We have that a lot in our our culture, and it's not justified. Uh, God constantly warns in his own word that anybody who has that, that faulty of themselves has failed to really understand the gospel in the fullest sense. Mm-hmm. It's not that you are the good guy. There are no good guys in this story, whether in the pages of Scripture or in the modern church. The only hero is Jesus himself. And if anybody tries to give that impression um, otherwise, it's because they themselves have failed to really understand that. Um, that's really our heart. That's our desire. And you know, with that being said, um, I guess we were done. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think this was a, a good kind of first introduction to the podcast. Uh, don't want to drag this intro out too long and uh, scare listeners away. But um, thank you so much to everyone who's listening in and uh, joining us. Um, we're going to get better uh, as we get more experienced podcasting. Uh, I know I'm not a public speaker, so I'm still learning and kind of getting accustomed to this. But uh, thank you again for listening. And if you uh, join us for our next episode, we are going to start a mini series on kind of proving God, uh, kind of starting broadly 
why do people believe in God? Why do we think that there is a, a single creator um, of the world? Uh, kind of diving into to the proofs of God, uh, justification for suffering, uh, moral issues, things like that. So we'll dive into that uh, next time. So thank you all. Thanks for listening.